This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 26th of February 2021. Presented to you this week by Zoe Andrew, Key Account Manager. I'm going to start by talking about wheat markets. The Agricultural and Horticultural Development Board updated estimates for the current season's UK wheat balance sheet this week, highlighting a huge 2 million tonne cut in domestic wheat consumption. Demand in the human and industrial sectors is now seen at 6.438 million tonnes, almost half a million tonnes lower than last season. This is primarily due to the loss of demand for biofuel and starch following the closure of the Roquette plant in Corby in December. Miller demand is also lower as a result of the impact of coronavirus and subsequent lockdowns. The biggest drop in wheat use, however, is within the animal feed sector, where year on year, demand will be over 1.5 million tonnes lower. Feed barley has been heavily discounted to wheat by as much as £50 per tonne, resulting in wheat being displaced in the feed ration. Wheat imports are seen doubling on the year to 2.1 million tonnes, but the small 2020 wheat harvest, just 9.658 million tonnes, leaves total supply 5 million tonnes down on the year. This also results in an exceptionally tight supply situation ahead of the 2021 wheat harvest. Old crop wheat prices look set to continue to reflect import costs. In its quest to reduce CO2 fuel emissions, the UK government is set to increase renewable fuels in petrol blends from September 2021. Currently, petrol contains 5% bioethanol, E5, but this will increase to 10% E10 in September. The good news for UK farmers is that ethanol production made from their wheat will restart during the 2021 season when the hull plant resumes production. Historically, UK ethanol production has used up to 1 million tonnes of wheat annually. However, how quickly this level of production will resume remains to be seen. With a bounce back likely for wheat use in animal feed sector next season, the domestic supply and demand balance sheet could again be very tight. Weather and politics combined to lift global wheat markets earlier this week. Last week's extreme cold across the primary US winter wheat producing states is a concern and monthly ratings show a drop in crop conditions. Kansas saw its winter wheat crop ratings fall three points from last month, with 40% of its crop rated good to excellent. Oklahoma saw saw a fall of 13 points, with 48% of its winter wheat crop rated good to excellent. Meanwhile, extreme cold has been felt in the Black Sea region, with winter wheat having varied amounts of protective snow cover. Analyst Sovikon cut its 2021 Russian wheat production estimate by 1.5 million tonnes to 76.2 million tonnes. In Brazil, continued rainfall is further delaying soybean harvesting, which is consequently delaying the planting of its second corn crop. Central and southern Brazil corn crop plantings increased 11 points on the week to 24%, but this trails behind last year's figure when 51% had been planted at this stage. The optimum corn planting window has now passed. With Russian wheat export taxes set to jump to 50 euros per tonne next week, Uncertainty over future wheat shipments is predicted to push more demand to the EU for both competitively priced old and new crop supplies. 
Paris wheat futures rose to new contract highs on Thursday. However, US weekly wheat exports were the lowest since the first week of January, at just over 182,000 tonnes. This triggered a wave of profit-taking for US markets, wiping out gains made earlier in the week. Let's have a look now at what's been happening with barley this week. Old crop feed barley prices have found support on the back of firmer old crop grain markets in both the UK and the EU. Domestic demand remains strong for feed barley and is likely to remain so through to new crop considering that barley is maintaining its considerable discount to wheat. This strong demand was highlighted by the AHDB which increased animal feed usage of barley to over 5.3 million tonnes for the crop 2020 in its latest balance sheet. The strength of sterling is also weighing on barley markets, with the pound up almost 6% against the euro from the 1st of January. The widespread rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine in the UK, which hints at a possible earlier reopening of the economy than first anticipated, has been the main supportive driver for this. The British vaccine rollout is viewed as positively when compared to the rate of other vaccinations in the EU. Sterling strength has not helped the competitiveness of UK export values and increased freight rates have also prevented connections on any fresh export business. Export demand exists where barley remains competitive within the grain matrix with both Tunisia and Algeria purchasing 275,000 tonnes of barley between them in the last seven days, as well as interest being present from the EU. Most parts of the UK have seen drier weather and milder temperatures since Storm Darcy hit earlier this month, although spring drilling is unlikely to begin in large parts for at least another couple of weeks. Old crop malting demand is likely to remain muted in line with previous months, with the government's roadmap for exiting the current lockdown revealing that pubs won't open until April. Indoor drinking will follow from a month later, and the hope is that there will be very few restrictions on social interactions by the summer. Let's take a look now at oilseed rape. A strong sterling is the only negative factor currently associated with domestic rapeseed prices, with talk in the wider oilseed market dominated by concerns over South American weather. Perilously low stocks, particularly in the US, a heavy deficit in supply within Europe, and relentless Chinese buying of almost all commodities. Sterling has firmed against the euro by 5.5% since the start of January, yet old crop UK farm prices have risen by over £40 per tonne during the same period. Meanwhile, new crop levels have risen by a more modest £15 per tonne. This leaves 2021 crop levels at around a £40 per tonne discount to the current marketing season. This level of discount suggests that traders are expecting a substantial rebuilding of stocks during the 2021, but it's hard to find any evidence to support this. The dominant oil seeds in global trading is the soya bean, and its dominant producer, accounting for 36% of global exports, is the US. This is why the Outlook Forum report from the USDA, which was released last Friday, has been of particular interest. This forum looked at the spring planting intentions of US farmers and predicted a record-breaking 182 million acres will be sown to corn and soybeans, with soybeans accounting for 90 million acres of this total. This feels as though it should be bearish news, but in fact, 
this would not have a significant impact on rebuilding year-end stocks if increased demand is factored into these plantings and if these plantings are indeed achieved. The US stock-to-use ratio is forecast to be a perilously low 2.6% at the end of 2021 and will only rise to around 3.2% at the end of next season, according to the plantings projected at the forum. Traders will be keeping a close watch on the ebb and flow of these spring planting intentions over the next few months. The next major USDA report covering this topic is due out at the end of March, but it will be several months until there is a certain end picture on the battle for acres between corn and beans. Currently, new crop beans are trading at 2.6 times the price of corn, but if this relationship changes, then farmers could make late alterations to their cropping plans. Additionally, corn is typically planted in April, May, while soya beans are planted later in May, June, leaving weather during these months as another possible factor in shaping the final outcome. However, the end result is likely to be substantially different and current indications are that the tight conditions in global oilseed markets seen in the 2020-21 are likely to be extended into next season. Now I'll give a quick summary on the pulses market. This week, bean values have managed to retain their firm values. However, this may not be the case for long as this market has a history of dropping away quite quickly without notice due to the finite demand of the product. If you throw the firm sterling into the equation, UK competitiveness is further outweighed and, in turn, UK ex-farm values are further impacted. If you're a grower with decent volumes left, now is a sensible time to start looking at values. In the last few weeks, large blue values have been slipping due to a lack of new demand from both domestic and international customers. This can be put down to a variety of factors. The main influences being lower demand for human consumption pea products and the relative expensiveness of large blues in comparison to Canadian peas. Marrow fat peas are firm and any free market samples out there should act with some urgency as values are currently strong. Meanwhile, the feed pea trade is virtually non-existent, with end users having already filled their requirements with relatively cheaper competitive products. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. CF Fertilisers unsurprisingly withdrew its February nitram terms this week. The March offer now comes into full effect at a £10 per tonne carry. Prices into April are likely to attract the same increase. Imported nitrogen is available, but replacement shipments have been delayed, meaning a break in supply is very likely. To guarantee product arrives when required, it's recommended to look at CF fertilisers and Yara products. Urea prices continue to remain firm for March and April, with replacement levels into the UK at approximately £340 per tonne. Supplies are also tight, as North African producers say they are close to being sold out for April. In general, soil nitrogen tests report low available nitrogen. We therefore advise taking this into account when looking at the crop demand. Plans should be discussed with your frontier contact. Supply chain complications continue to cause issues, with some delays of product being shipped to the UK. Exchange rates have held off price increases for now, and the advice for growers to purchase their fertiliser requirements still remains. 
not only to protect against further price rises, but also to ensure a timely delivery. Shipments that have been late into the UK have added to the pressure on blending facilities as they try to catch up on orders with March capacity filling up fast. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday the 26th of February. If you'd like advice on grain marketing, get in touch with us directly or speak to your local Frontier farm trader. All Frontier customers have access to live market pricing and online grain trading in the MyFarm farm management platform.